The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. The gospel lesson for this morning comes from Luke chapter 5. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up shore, left everything, and followed them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Please be seated. If there ever was a day to quit fishing, it would have been that one. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone fishing and spent a whole day, a morning or a night and, and not caught a single thing? I have. In fact, I went to a cabin for a week with, with Laura's family and I went fishing on her dad's boat and we were so faithful about it. We went every morning at 6 a.m. And every night for the entire week, and we didn't catch a single fish the entire week. And I remember packing up at the end of this week, and I saw my fishing pole. I didn't even want to look at the thing. I was so frustrated with that fishing pole that we devoted so much time to for no results. And that's me just fishing for fun, just having a good time. And so I can't imagine... Peter, after a night full of fishing, a professional fisherman using a professional net who depended on fish for his livelihood to provide for his family and his wife, I can imagine he was probably pretty ready to stop looking at his nets that he was washing that day. And so when Jesus called him over from washing those nets to join him on the boat, I think Peter was probably ready to stop looking at those nets. So Peter joined 
Jesus on the boat and, and he put out from shore a little bit so Jesus could preach so his voice could be projected to the multitudes. But the interesting part is what Jesus says right after his sermon. He turns to Peter and, and he says, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. To which Simon Peter replied, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Now, I don't want to assume the worst thing about Peter because he did say these beautiful words, but I know what I would be thinking if I would have said those words. I would have been thinking in my head, Jesus, you're a great preacher, but I kind of know what I'm doing here. I'm a professional fisherman. You don't really know how this all works. And, and Jesus, you're, you're telling me to go out in the middle of the day when the fish don't jump into our nets because they go all the way to the bottom of the lake. And you want us to fish in the middle of the day after we spent the whole night, the good time to fish and we didn't catch anything. Okay, Jesus. And you want us to go in the deep part of the lake a lake that's 150 feet deep, you want us to put our little tiny nets in and try to get the fish that are at the bottom of this lake. Sounds a little ridiculous. But at your word, Jesus, I'll let down my nets. That's, that's maybe how I would have been thinking. I don't want to assume the worst about Peter. But you know what happened when Peter did let down the nets, right? Fish on fish, on fish, so much fish that, that the nets began to break. So much fish that they had to signal over to their partners to come and help. So much fish that they loaded fish up onto both boats and they began to sink, both of them. And I don't know when this all clicked with Peter when he realized what really went on. But when it clicked in his brain, just who was on the boat with him, and only did one thing to Peter, terrified him. See, G uh, Peter was in the presence of holiness. Peter was in the presence of holiness. And in the presence of holiness, he could only think of one thing, and it was his sin. And he got down on his knees. And he said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Think about that reaction. Peter could have seen all these fish and jumped and gave Jesus a big bear hug and, and ran back to his wife and said, look, we have enough money to make it the whole year. We're good. He could have reacted like that. But in the presence of holiness... In the presence of an almighty God, he could only think of his sin. Have you experienced that awe before God? Have you seen how amazing our God is and thought about our sinfulness before him? I mean, think about this story of how powerful Jesus is, how powerful our God is. Jesus knew exactly who was on the shore that day. 
He knew exactly where the fish were. He controlled the night before to make sure that none of the fish would enter the nets to make sure that the scene would be set for this miracle. He knew where the fishermen were, who they would be, and how to make them disciples. That's how powerful our God is. And that's the God we sin against. And Peter realized it. Peter realized his sinfulness in front of an almighty God. And I wonder if we've lost a little bit of that awe before God. Because the truth is, we're in the presence of God as well. Jesus is here with us. Maybe we need to experience that awe, fall down to our knees, and repent before him. But please, when you experience that awe before God, don't do what Peter did. Don't do what Peter did, and that's to tell your God to go away. Peter told him, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Don't do that. You know, I said earlier that maybe we need to experience that awe before God, but maybe others of you, that's the only thing you get. That's the only thing you understand is that you're a dirty, miserable sinner before God. And maybe you get that so much that you want to hide from God because you're so ashamed. And I guess this morning, I want to convince you based on two things that Jesus says to Peter, to not hide from God's presence. Our God is not here to scare you. Our God is not here to shame you. Jesus is here because he loves and he forgives you. I want to convince you based on two things that he says to Peter. And the first thing he says is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Peter. You're a sinner in the presence of an almighty God, but don't be afraid. How could, how could Jesus say that to Peter? You can see the cross there, right? You can see only the cross allows a holy and perfect God who hates sin to tell a sinner like Peter and like you and me to not be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid, Peter. I'm going to use all this power that, that I used to control this whole situation on this lake to make sure that I don't have enough power to walk up a hill someday. I'm going to use all this power to make sure that I don't have the power to fight them stretching out my wrists. I'm going to use all this power to make sure I die like a powerless lamb. Because I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to forgive you. Don't be afraid. And if that weren't enough to convince us that we don't need to hide ourselves from God, Jesus gives us even more. And it's right after that, right after he says, don't be afraid, he continues with, from now on, you will catch men. From now on, you will catch men. You know, there was a, a son of a small business owner and he worked for his dad for a couple of years. And until one day he decided to steal from his dad, to steal from his company. And he went off the grid. 
10 years without saying hi to his mom, without talking to his family at all. 10 years gone. Later, his dad's working on his computer in his office and he looks up from the screen and he sees his son behind the glass door. And his son enters and he's got tears in his eyes and he's just so sorry. And the only words he can choke out is, I'm sorry. And the son's looking at the floor and all he wants to hear from his dad is one word of forgiveness. But his dad doesn't say anything. And eventually the the son looks up to look at his dad in the eyes. And there his dad is holding a keychain. A keychain he recognized, a keychain to his old office. And the son starts crying. What happened in that story? All the son wanted was, was a word of forgiveness to hear that he was forgiven. What he got was so much more. What he got was a place back in the family. What he got was a place back in the company, a purpose, a mission in life. Reconciliation. From now on, you will catch men. You know, if it weren't enough for God just to tell us that we were forgiven, he gives us a mission on top of that, a mission to represent him. Think about that. If God was still angry with you, why would he have you represent him? Be his hands to the world. Jesus Christ, our God has forgiven you and he loves you and he's given you a mission. What a great honor that is to us. But also, what a task. <laughs> what a task. And don't think that this is just something for Peter, that it's just Peter's job that he's going to be a fisher of people. Don't think it's just pastor's job or my job. It's your job as well. You feel qualified? You feel qualified for that job? No? Me neither. Pastor neither. Peter neither. The only one that makes us qualified to do this job is the fact that Jesus Christ is right here with us. And he's forgiven us. And he's given us the power to fish for people, to work for him. We have Jesus. But you're not even alone in a human perspective either. This isn't just your job. You know, that's one of the reasons why we have a church. So we can fish together. This is, there's this thing in, in church architecture, and it's called the nave. And usually it's in, in bigger, like cross-shaped cathedrals. It's the center part of a church. And so in a way, we could call this here the nave. You know what that means in Latin? It's a boat. It's a boat. And I think that's a beautiful picture for us to keep in mind here in this church is that we're just on a boat and we're just going fishing together. And you know who is here with us? 
You know, today is a special day. It's the open forum, and that means that today we're going to listen to just how and where our Lord Jesus Christ is calling us to fish. And maybe when we listen to these reports and we listen to what's going on in our world, we, there's a temptation to get a little skeptical. Maybe we hear that, that COVID's still lingering around a little bit and it's like a long night of no fishing. Maybe we're thinking that our pastor has a call and we're thinking it's like Jesus is calling out to the deep waters of the lake and we're like, what's going on here? But you know why we don't have to get skeptical? You know why we're going to be okay? Because our Lord Jesus Christ is right on this boat. He's on this in this church with us as we go fishing. You know, the same Lord Jesus Christ who controlled everything on the Sea of Galilee is here controlling everything for his church's eternal purpose. He's here with us. What do we have to be afraid of? Absolutely nothing. So at your word, we let down our nets.